Welcome to this episode of The Paulian, the podcast of St. Paul's School. I'm Augusto Neto, the Assistant Director of the University Guidance and Careers and Scholarship Mentor. I invite you to join us to discuss the latest developments across the senior and junior schools here at St. Paul's. Let's explore the school's strategies and approaches to academic, pastoral and co-curricular life and evaluate educational trends. In this episode, Mrs. Ziba Clark, our Deputy Head, talks to two key members of our leadership team, Mrs. Martina Oparaoche, Head of the Senior School, and Mr. Lee Sutton, Assistant Head of Enrichment and Scholarships, as well as our current Director of Sports, answer questions about holistic education. Grab your cup of tea or coffee and join us. Good morning everybody. It's a lovely Thursday morning here at St Paul's and we are here to talk about holistic education with Martina Operocha, the head of senior school, and Lee Sutton, our head of enrichment, our assistant head enrichment. Uh, and Mrs Operocha, of course, has had experience in that role too. So my first question for both of you is really for you to tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you came to your current positions. Let's start with you, Martina. Well, I joined St. Paul's in 2017, having trained and worked in London for many years and then moved to sunny Cayman Islands and was there for five years on a tiny island, loving every minute of it, but decided needed something bigger and found St. Paul's, first of all, that happened to be in Sao Paulo and arrived as the assistant head for enrichment um, which is a role that Mr Sutton is currently doing. And then last year, in January 2021, I became the head of senior school. So always committed to holistic education and looking at how pupils learn. But that's a bit about my history. Ah, thank you, Martina. Um, so I arrived in August 2019, just before the pandemic, um, where I worked before in Nottingham for 10, 11 years in a school in Nottingham. Well, then I arrived as the director of sport, um, which absolutely loved that role. Uh, it's really passionate about sports and looking at the whole child and sporting activities. And then I'm so grateful for Martina being amazing at her job. Martina was promoted. Uh, <laughs> so then when Martina was promoted, I was really successful and lucky to be given the opportunity to be assistant head teacher for enrichment and scholarship. Uh, lots and lots of schools talk about holistic education for their children, but I think we have a particular St Paul's view of it, and I'm going to ask you both a little bit about how you see that in a St Paul's context. What do we want when we talk about a holistic education? When I think about St Paul's, I think of the three pillars, the academic, the pastoral and the um, enrichment as well. And um, I think that basically encompasses the, our idea of what holistic means. Academic success is a given at St Paul's and we understand that. We know we're expected to get the great results and we do. Um, the pastoral care, that wraparound care around the pupil, developing them as individuals, the social responsibility, and the care for the community. That side is absolutely what we're nurturing. And then there's the enrichment side, which is exposing our pupils as much as possible to as many different experiences. When else are they gonna get a chance to experiment and do these things? And it is in school. And for St. Paul's, it is about developing that whole pupil 
and getting them to understand what they can achieve and what they can be and taking risks, I think. And this is a safe environment to do it, not too safe. We do want them to be real risk takers within, within, within the expected limits, but stretching those boundaries as much as possible. And it is about understand, letting pupils understand themselves and how they're growing and that it's limitless, basically. Talking about holistic education, it's really creating that awe, awe and wonder, really getting them thinking about their critical thinking skills and their higher order, order skills, um, where they're not just consumed to the classroom, they're learning outside of the classroom, they're learning other skills, which are really looking at our learning, learning habits um, in the senior school and then the learning powers in the junior school. Um, talking about determination and focus and open mind, uh, open mindfulness and self-reflection. Um, and we are really dedicating creating Pauline's for life. Um, it's beautiful for, I know for me and Martina, when we get ex-Paulines um, who've gone to university and they, are, they come back and they tell us about their stories and creating, creating memories here for lifetimes. And it's beautiful when they come back and tell us all about how much they miss us and how um, we have shaped their, their lives. Thank you very much. I think it's time to have a look at some of the questions we've received from students and from parents on this topic. I'd really like to thank uh, all of our Paulians, uh, both parents and students from the community for, for getting together these questions. Really helpful for us in this discussion. Uh, the first question I'm going to address to Mrs. Oparocha. One of the school's new values is adventure. Uh, it relates to that idea of helping pupils to release the best in themselves. How are we approaching that in our day-to-day? -day? Well, basically, um, in a number of ways, um, and we're still developing that as well, most teachers, I think, we are geared towards, I think all of us actually, we're geared towards going beyond the curriculum and teaching beyond the curriculum, stretching pupils academically, but at the same time exposing them as much as possible to different ideas and events, current affairs around the world and trying to make them, encourage them to have that open-mindedness. With um, the idea about adventure, when you think about the term adventure, you automatically think of activity and running around and doing things. There is that, and that is very much in terms of the extracurricular and the trips that they do and those opportunities. It's in the everydayness of school of trying to make sure that pupils are challenging themselves to be their best selves. And that is, that's, that's quite cliche, but it's not as easy as it sounds. It's about having pupils have, have the courage to test themselves, to try something different, to try something new, to make mistakes. And you can see that in a lot of the things that we're trying to do in, in terms of the assessment and reporting that we've changed. We're no longer trying to be that exam factory. Yes, exam results are important, but we are really trying to get pupils to actually be a certain way so that great results are a result of what what we're trying to achieve in terms of making them think more about how they're learning, that learning journey, taking those risks as we said earlier. And I think in terms of um, in the classroom with the adventure, it is about trying something new, not always being in that performance mode, but being in that learning mode, allowed to make mistakes, being proud of the mistakes. And what's that saying that you learn from mistakes rather than getting everything right? you remember the things that you did wrong and embrace them. And I think in the past, for young people in general, I think globally, there is this idea that they have to be perfect. The pressures of social media and everything else and peer group pressure. And what we're trying to do at St. Paul's is move away from that and get people to support each other and understand that the adventure is learning. It is making mistakes. It is going forward in that. 
Yeah, and I like just to add that we really like to have learning, which it takes it away from the traditional just a PowerPoint where people are learning and it's on paper and you're writing down. And as Martina said, just the exam factory. The heads of department are doing some great work and going on field trips to local parks to learn about the geography, taking them to even to our school field to learn about the insects and different um, environments. And we really are giving them adventures. Yes, we're on about MUN and DOV and all of our sporting adventures. But we're also looking at creating adventure in our day-to-day teaching. Uh, And this one really, uh, again for you, Lee, is uh, looking at how does the enrichment programme get restructured in the different sections of the school, looking at the junior, looking at the senior, how does that play into that sense of adventure in the classroom and also getting children out of the classroom? Um, Stelian students have one uh, academic period every two weeks where they will be taking an enrichment um, opportunity for them and they get to pick what, what enrichment they are choosing. Our wonderful sixth formers use this time to really deliver their own enrichment, something that they have a passion about and they want to give back to the community, they want to give back to the younger students um, and it's beautiful to see our sixth formers really teaching the younger students some of their experiences. We have film genre club, we have chess club, debating, we have all of our charities such as Tuka and Asa. Um, knitting club which I also believe some parents are part of knitting club which is wonderful we have project act out which some of our six formers are working with the form ones and twos really doing some school plays and then we have the speak up we have the law society um, investment club and then we also have the diversity and inclusion club which all staff and students working together it's you know it's a beautiful concept of them really creating that enrichment of critical thinking and higher ordering thinking skills. This is the time, me personally, I think people shine because they also see the teachers in a different light. There'll be different teaching styles. There'll be a relaxed atmosphere. Um, yeah, so enrichment in the, in, in, in the senior school for that period is really, really good. One thing which I'm really looking for in the senior school is also having enrichment and adventure through the curriculum. Um, so having the the trips um, to really cement that understanding and learning, um, which will help them in their exams. And then going down into the junior school, um, we have been unlucky with COVID about going on our field trips, Um, but they are back now. I can say we're doing so many uh, adventures and enrichment trips for the junior school. Um, They also have been doing loads of field work around the school and walking around the community with their parents as well, which which has been beautiful. Um, One thing we are looking to do is have more enrichment time and more enrichment opportunities for our students. Um, That's something we're working on and maybe even changing the curriculum in the future of having more hours uh, dedicated to enrichment. Um, Martina, would you like to add anything else? I think you've covered everything there, really. I mean, I am blown away by the ideas that pupils have for enrichment activities and how they want it to go across the whole school, not just in senior school. They go, they, they're desperate to get into prep and pre-prep and really sort of share ideas and, and just, just educate as well. Yeah, one thing that I really like from the junior school is we really have the whole community so it's not just the teachers and the students. We really get the parents involved. and We really get all of the family involved, and they also join. So it's a beautiful moment to see them learning outside the classroom and experiencing um, 
these new experiences together, which is... I think that takes us to the whole idea of the outdoor centre, which is part of our five-year strategic plan. Um, and uh, both uh, Mrs. Operocha and I have been on field trips to investigate uh, what an outdoor centre could look like and should look like. And I'm going to go back to you uh, to ask a little bit more about how you see that fitting into the Paulian adventure. Well, our pupils love trips, there's no doubt about that. There is a tradition that through as they go from prep one upwards, there's places that we used to go, <coughs> excuse me, before the pandemic, and pupils used to and used to look forward to it and they knew what to expect from these centres. I think for an outdoor centre as a school, it allows us to really have a bespoke offer and resource for our pupils that not only matches the curriculum and gets them to be more adventurous, going back to the earlier question, within the curriculum in a really safe space and try things they've never thought they'd try before in sciences, in the humanities, in the arts. I think for now we have a situation where we can look at our social responsibility and actually do something that will have a legacy for St Paul's. And for me, I think that is one of the key things if we are, you know, as we go towards looking at an outdoor centre and looking at how in the years to come what St Paul's looks like and the mark that St Paul's leaves in the local area. Our pupils are leaders. They're going to be national and global leaders in some way, shape or form, many of them. And this is an opportunity to really understand the environment and really come out of what is often termed as a St Paul's bubble and just understand what's going on around them and how they can affect change. I'm blown away, like I said, about the ideas that our pupils have for changing things, the amount of charities that they have started themselves that have really made a difference to individual lives and communities is, is outstanding. And they couldn't do that without the parental support, which is absolutely fabulous. The generosity of our parents is brilliant. Our pupils are limitless in the ideas that they come up with and that their mindset in trying to execute it. And wouldn't it be great if they had an area where they could continue year after year the younger ones, the older ones, and show, look at the difference that they are actually making and measure that difference and know that it's not just impacting a family here and there, it's, a, it's building communities and links between St Paul's, the area that we're in, and further areas around St Sao Paulo. Um, I think that takes us on uh, a little bit as well. Thinking about the outdoor centre, and particularly you, Mr Sutton, you're also managing things like art, music and drama, uh, the, the sort of uh, areas for creativity in the school. How do you see creativity becoming really more strongly embedded in the school curriculum and outside it? Yeah, one thing, as, as we mentioned earlier, is we are trying to have a more well-rounded approach to education. Um, education now is just not about the teacher standing in front of a class. The students are there with a pen, listening and writing. There's so many different ways that they can be assessed. There's so many different ways that they can show learning and progress. And one thing that the school has done now in the senior school is they're really promoting the, the portfolio work to showcase what they can achieve. And the portfolios, there's so many different ways they're showing. They're showing debating, they're showing field work, they're showing essays, they're showing um, exam work. Because not everybody, or not education, not one fits all. Everyone learns in a different way. And then, yes, creativity, when you when you think of it, you think of the, the arts, the drama, the music, uh, the sports. But we really want to create creativity in all subjects. So in English, those debates, really having the performances and really looking at creativity in 
all kinds of subjects where we're allowing the students to be themselves and be the best version of, of, of themselves and really putting down on paper or, or acting themselves or doing some kind of work to showcase how they can progress and how they can learn. Um, yeah, it's just about really giving them the best opportunity to showcase how good they can be and how... It, it, it is about all of that and it's also about the big ideas in education. I mean, when I, when I was in school, just learning certain subjects and um, we had to learn it in a certain way. Now, looking at um, building in the importance of creativity in thinking and raising skill sets in young people and in adults as well, it's this whole thing about looking at a problem in English or in the humanities and having the big idea and try, making people's problem solve their way into understanding what could have happened and the reality of things. It's asking the pupils to engage more with their learning and that's where you get that point of creativity and that's how we're moving towards, that's where, how many teachers in the school teach now, get more of the pupils to understand and have that empathy and that perspective and looking at other perspectives. And I think that's where creativity lies in some of our more traditional subjects as well, just in small things, but really getting pupils to think and analyze and understand and come out of their, themselves to understand what things look like from other directions and that's where you get the creativity, I think, in subjects where you wouldn't normally think you'd find it. You know, just, I mean, I walked into a maths lesson and watched the way they problem solved in maths. Absolutely brilliant. And, you know, when I was in school, I, that, that would never have been done. We did the maths, we followed the book and we did it, you know, and we, and we wrote on the board and it was right or wrong. But this way, the journey of learning is where you get that innovation, you get pupils really understanding and that's what lasts with them and there's the creativity, I think. Uh, thinking about the impact of sports in the community and in daily life, why is that such an essential part of that holistic education? Well, looking at, at, at sport and um, in my opinion as director of sport here, it, it's really just as strong as the academic success. Um, when looking at sport, we, we should be looking at the whole child, not just their um, physical capabilities in football, rugby, volleyball, swimming. We really look at their knowledge, their heads. We really look at their hearts, their effort and resilience. And then obviously we look at their hands, which is their practical capabilities in sport. But sport and PE, and, and it's more than just playing on a field or playing uh, on a court is we're looking at the pupils physical health their mental health their social health and we we really want to look at are they socially happy playing with their friends learning new skills learning about different sports from different cultures I know the school we're trying to bring in um, some more English sports such as cricket and rugby and then obviously we do have sports here which are competitive we are very um, lucky and to have loads of fixtures. We participate in the Sao Paulo High School League. We go to our national tournaments. Um, I've just come back from an international um, sports league for volleyball and we were lucky enough to get second place. So go Lions for the girls for our volleyball. And sport really gives pupils that chance to get rid of or release that stress, release that anxiety from their everyday pressures. Uh, because we know the IGCSEs, the IBs, they have a lot of work to do. And sports and PE really gives them the opportunity just to release all that energy, release all of that um, stress and that activity that they want to do. And our pupils here absolutely love sports. 
They are open-minded to play new sports. They're open-minded to join new leagues. And yeah, we are. We have some great basketball, volleyball, football. Um, we have some news coming out of the swim pool pretty soon. And as we know, we do have some Olympians at St Paul's. Um, so sport is, is embedded all the way from the pre-prep all the way to the senior school. Um, and the P department really um, tries to progress the students in their learning and adventure from the PP1s all the way up to upper sixth. And we have a continuous learning journey uh, moving all the way through where we're learning about skills, tactics, rules. Um, it, it, it's We're really looking in a school to have a really holistic view and a learning journey from our pupils from really young ages to the older students. I don't know who was more excited when the sports returned, the parents or the pupils, because um, it was it, the atmosphere in the school. The fact seeing the school so busy, you just realised, having been without sports for so long through the pandemic, you kind of realised how central sports were, just not only for the pupils, but for the community as well. The excitement from the parents was, you couldn't measure it really. In the lines den downstairs, or you, or you hear them on the, on the football court or pitch, really shouting and cheering it it really makes you be happy and a good sense of community here we have a great community and the, and, and the parents and the pupils really do come together um, to support the Lions and I, I know I'm biased but I, I, I really do think that we have the best parents and the best supporters uh, when they're cheering on so I do recommend anybody listening we do have some semi-finals and finals please come down and cheer we will promise to put on a good show. In an honest and respectful way. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, yesterday I was reading an article which was talking about how uh, a whole series of people from Einstein through to uh, serious thinkers like Wittgenstein all needed uh, physical activity to stimulate. Uh, in fact, it was an article about how bad it is for us to be in offices, to all be locked up in offices. Uh, and talking about how they suppress creativity, whereas actually what we need is physical activity, uh, and we need an in, we need to be able to create our own environment for deep for deeper thinking. So for me, that's also another of those key yeah, elements. What's, what's really nice as well. Yes, we do have the P P curriculum, but then we also try and do some events for like maybe the sixth formers, maybe some meditation, some yoga, especially when they're coming up up to their exams. Um, so sport really does help with the really holistic view of our pupils. Uh, that whole issue of uh, how do we how do we support our our students best as community members takes me to a, a really great question from one of our students. Our final question: uh, the school's code of honour includes uh, our five key uh, aspects of uh, values: honesty, kindness, trustworthiness, respect. Uh, and uh, diligence or being hardworking. How do we really bring those out in our students and the wider community every year, day in, day out, in our environment? I'd say role models. Our pupils are the best role models that we have. Um, staff, absolutely. Parents, absolutely. But looking to our pupils, um, there are the majority, the vast majority of our pupils we point to and we, we call them Paulians in every sense of the word. Our prefects and our student council members should be the leaders in that and, and they absolutely are. Um, for our prefects, they um, are the ones who are constantly 
um, modeling that behavior. They are mentoring the younger ones. They are, even in their peer group, they're showing them the way forward. And I think in our everyday lives and the way that we approach, the way that we speak to each other, that's the expectation. I think coming through the pandemic, we have seen a sort of like a change in sort of trying to get used to each other, being in the big crowd again, and sort of, you know, these social interactions that we had before, we're coming back to that. And I think it's right to ask how will we accomplish that year on year to make sure we're consistent, to make sure our standards remain high. And what we have to do as a school is continue to celebrate those pupils, spend 90% of our time on 90% of our pupils who are doing the right thing. And that is how we're going to do that year on, year on, because those are the leaders and that's how we develop that, make sure that that is what St Paul stands for at all times, zero tolerance for anything that falls short of that on a regular basis. And just reminders, gentle reminders to each other. Yeah, and I think it's about giving giving our wonderful pupils here the opportunities to really showcase them being kind, really give them opportunities to showcase where they are being respectful. And touching wood here, 99% of our trips are gone. The students are absolutely amazing. They are wonderful, they are kind, they are respectful, they are hardworking. And it's really, for me, building that routine of a Pauline for life. And yes, we might have to do the odd reminder, um, but if we do give the old, odd reminder, it's all about education. It's all about learning. And it's okay to make mistakes. We can make mistakes, but we have to learn from our, our, our mistakes. And we have to take responsibility and accountability for our actions and our words and how we are as human beings. And I really feel that at St Paul's, all the way from the PPs to the older students, we do really have some outstanding and fantastic role models. And this, yes, St Paul's do quite um, a large amount of work for this and we, we should celebrate this, but also we, we need to celebrate the parents. The parents and the community really do um, work together in creating some Paulines for life. I think that's absolutely right. I, I'm new, newish to the school. I'm just about to come to the end of my first year here. And I think one of the things that has really impressed me is the drive and the motivation uh, to be kind uh, amongst the student body in particular. I go to school council meetings, I go to prefect meetings, I work with the prefects on elements such as developing peer listening uh, and helping them be role models and also reach out to the more vulnerable people in, in the community. And they are very impressive. Uh, I think it's one of the most impressive prefect bodies that I've, I've met. And it's a rigorous process to become a prefect. It makes them think about themselves in a really positive and encouraging way. Uh, for me, that is really, really important. And I think it takes us as well to that whole idea of the foundation where uh, we are supporting pupils coming into the school from different backgrounds. We're making them included and part of that. And we're looking at beginning to appoint our first foundation pupils as prefects as well. And I think that's a real element of success in that particular program uh, as we go forward to build it. Can I just say thank you to our two lovely colleagues uh, for their uh, really rich and interesting answers. Thank you so much. And again, uh, as you've both mentioned, thank you as well to the community. Uh, St Paul's only succeeds at breeding great Paulians through a partnership, through the partnership between the staff and the students and through the partnership between us and the parents as well. 
So thank you to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We would love to hear your feedback and suggestions. Perhaps there's a topic you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Please email comments and suggestions to contact at stpauls.br. That is contact at stpauls.br. We also thank the parents and prefects who helped us on this episode. That is it for this edition of The Paulian. Thank you for listening. We hope you join us again for our next installment, whenever and wherever you are. Bye-bye.